from Epic Deer Studios, this is The Ice Queens. And now your hosts, with their 2010 Olympics preview, Liz and Tori. Hello again, figure skating fans. I'm your host, Liz, and I'm here with my friend, Tori, to count down to the 2010 Olympic Winter Games in Vancouver. We're very excited to do this show for you today. It's Super Bowl Sunday. And um, for our international fans, um, just, you know, you may not know what Super Bowl Sunday means in this fine country of ours, but it's basically a bunch of BS where people get together and smash into each other and watch stupid commercials. And I go to the mall. Yeah, I pretty much just eat and then I only care about the commercials. Who cares who's playing? Exactly. Although, you know, the New England, or New England Saints, yeah, that's the New Orleans Saints. I'm like, it's not New England, it's New Orleans oh, against got, the Colts. I just got done watching 30 Rock, and there was a thing about the New England Patriots on there. Um, <laughs> that's what, I got all messed up. But basically, the bottom line is, who gives a crap about football when you can talk about figure skating? Exactly. And that's really what it's all about in this country, and, you know, the number one sport pretty much is figure skating, especially when we have people like Johnny Weir headlining for us. No doubt. So, yeah, we better get this podcast over with because I do have to go shopping. And um, I won't be drinking today like most of the country drinks on Super Bowl Sunday. But I got drunk last night, so I'm pretty good for today, I think. Were you watching skating? (laughs) I Actually, funny you should mention that because I have had the displeasure of watching various non-figure skating events that have occurred over the last couple months, such as Improv Ice and um, Skate for the Heart. Which were equally horrible and terrible to watch. I could only sit through very, very small segments of each of those programs. Um, but How I have many to say, times do I have to tell you not to watch that stuff? I know. And I thought of you. I thought of you, Tori, as I was watching it and how much you would disapprove. But, but you know what? There really is no comparison to seeing Johnny do Poker Face, his Poker <laughs> Face number twice. I mean, it was he did it on Skate for the Heart, and then he did it as you as you may realize in the exhibition after the after the Nationals. I did see that, and I'm like, why doesn't he just use that for like a short program? That would be awesome. Exactly, it's actually a better costume, surprisingly. Yeah, that's scary, and the makeup. Yeah, the makeup really sells it. <laughs> so, um, hats off to you, Johnny, for your poker face. And now, of course, like I wake up in the middle of the night and I have that stupid song in my head. <laughs> I was even singing it to the producer earlier today. He really liked it. Um, and Lady Gaga, we, you know, they said that he got to sit next to Lady Gaga's mother at the concert, which, you know, I bet that was a fun thing for her. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was a huge thrill for him. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, there's been a lot of exciting things. For some reason, NBC has really amped up their coverage of um, stupid skating shows like Skate from the Heart and the exhibition numbers, because I think that they think that's actually going to bring viewers to watch the Olympics when I believe it's going to have the opposite effect. Right. If you've never watched skating and you watch those stupid shows, then it's like, no way am I going to waste any time watching the figure skating during the Olympics if this is what they got to offer. Yeah. Tell me about it. So this is our Olympic preview show. So what we're going to be doing is going through each of the four events and talking about who we think has a good chance to medal, who um, is definitely people to watch for the sheer ridiculousness of either themselves as people or their outfits or both. (laughs) And we'd like to dedicate this show to Mr. James Barker, who works with our producer and came up with the idea for the Olympic preview show because he's such a huge figure skating fan. I mean, he's a huge figure skating fan. But, you know, sometimes, I mean, there may be a few people out there who we know just aren't quite as up to speed on figure skating as we are. So he's thinking of the rest of the fans or non-fans that 
you know, want to know who to watch out for. Exactly. And, you know, there is no higher authority for these than, than Liz and Tori, the Ice Queens. <laughs> so we're going to pretty much tell you how it is. And we're going to start with the pairs. Now, Tori, this is your area of specialty because NBC has prevented me from seeing any pairs conversations because they suck and they don't want poor people to watch figure skating. Right. You mean that NBC sucks, not the pairs suck. Right. Well, There's... there are some that suck, but you're, right. you're going to talk about the good ones. They're mostly from the United States. Um, but actually the pairs have been very interesting this year and there are a lot of, um, good pairs that have a chance to win. Uh, the big story though, that NBC will be hyping up during the Olympics will be that, um, Russia has won the Olympic gold medal at the last 12 Olympics. So they will be pounding that story a bunch because neither one of the pairs that are there for Russia are likely to win the gold medal. So they'll be hyping it and there'll be a lot of pressure on them, but I don't see the Russian pairs winning. The best ones are the Chinese team, all three of them. It could be a sweep of the medals for the Chinese because they're all strong. They've all been to the Olympics. Shen and Zhao, this will be their fourth Olympics and they've won bronze medal at the last two. Zhang and Zhang won the silver medal at the last Olympics, and then Pang and Tong did not win, but I believe they were fourth or fifth at the last Olympics, and they were there. So all those teams have experience besides skating together for many, many years. Tori, you did fail to mention, however, that the last Olympics, when not only the Russians won the gold medal, but the Canadians won the gold medal because of judging scandal. Right. And then that's why they brought a new scoring system. So there will have to be some super rigging. Russian mafia brought in for the Russian pair to win unless everybody falls down and they are the only ones that skate a clean program. I do not see them winning the gold medal. Well, you actually mentioned unless they have a meltdown or die, which I thought was a nice touch right. on, on your list of eligible skaters. You had listed nine and you said, well, pretty much the, only the top six are, are actual medal containers and contenders unless somebody has a meltdown or dies. Nice touch, Tori. Right. But, you know, you, there is the Russian mafia in there, so that could happen. Yeah. I mean, that's really what figure skating is all about is getting the judging rigged. Right. So I think Shen and Zhao, they're the front runners and the sentimental favorite. Um, they've been around forever. By skating age, they are ancient. He's 36 and she's 31. Um, and they've skated very well this season. Pang and Tong, they are the current world silver medalist, and they have looked strong all season. They ended up second at the Grand Prix final, and they won both of their Grand Prix events. Zhang and Zhang have struggled a little this season. They had the bad short program where it didn't suit them, but I have read that they have changed their program, so who knows? They won the Four Continents a week ago, so it looks like they're back. Then you got uh, Sevchenko and Slikawi from Germany. They are two-time world champions. And they should be in the medal mix. They were expected to win the gold medal until Shen and Zhao came back. Then the Russian teams are Kawaguchi and Smirnov. They won the European champions two weeks ago. So actually beat Slikawi and Sevchenko. So they seem to be peaking at the right time. And then you have the Russian pair that hate each other, Merktova and Trankov. Um, they've been skating pretty well this year. But, you know, you never know when she's going to knife him out on the ice with right. her um, <laughs> her she could just at any time she could take her blade and just jab it right into the jugular. Right. If there is any mistake, she's always giving him the look of death at the end of the program, like it's completely his fault. And then there's the Ukrainian robots. Merk, no, what is their name? Volososar and Morozov. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> pronunciation like story. Yes, Excellent. that's why we call them the Ukrainian robots. It's just um, a lot easier that way. Yeah, they're mediocre. 
Um, they're always kind of in the mix, fourth, fifth, sixth, but they're not super exciting. They do have nice lifts and throws, but he is a total tool and she's the star of the team. And then you can't discount Dubay and Davidson. They are from Canada, so they're going to have the little home ta- home court advantage, I guess. But I, I've only seen them skate once this year, and I wasn't impressed. They're kind of a boring couple, but I heard that they skated really good at the Canadian Nationals, so who knows. And then the U.S. pair, Denny and Barrett. Um, they're kind of the wild card. They are very consistent, and they've got nothing to lose, so who knows. Although I am predicting they will place ninth because of all the other skaters. But if there's people falling all over the place, maybe they'll place higher. And I think that would be a victory if they're uh, higher than ninth place at the Olympics. Yeah, definitely, because I don't even think – I mean, they were – you know, if if McLaughlin and Brubaker hadn't totally melted down at the Nationals, I mean, maybe Denny and Barrett would have gone as a second place team, but I, they were definitely a wild card even going into the Olympics. Right. And they've been consistent um, all season. Everything that they've skated in, they really haven't had mistakes. So they got nothing to lose at the Olympics. They can just skate out, skate out like nobody's business. And who knows? <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. The, I think the Paris Short Program is the first event that's going to happen on the Olympics, which is going to start on um, Sunday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Perfect for the Paris. <laughs> there's no injuries out there. Yeah, yeah. Let's take it slow, people, especially with the Russians, the Merktova and Trankov that hate each other. They're definitely the ones to watch. If you if anything goes wrong, there's going to be hell to pay. So I'm I'm picking Shannon Zhao to win the gold, and then I think Peng and Tong are second, and Sevchenko and Slakawi third because they just they've been up and down all season and then you know Kawaguchi and Smirnoff they're the dark horse they could get in there for a medal they won uh, the bronze at the last world championships and they actually won the European so that was a little bit of a surprise well and since I haven't seen any of these skaters I got to go with the ones that have the alcohol name and that's got to be Smirnoff <laughs> so uh, they're my picks you know I'm pretty much going to throw that out there well and they are Russian so they got you know right the rigging history on their side right <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're going to make it 13 in a row. I know. So I really hope that Shannon Zhao win. But, um, and it'll be nice to see that streak broken. So 1964 was, actually 1960 is the last time that they have not won the gold medal. Well, not even our friends Kitty and Peter Carruthers could break that, that streak. And that's saying so much. <laughs> so let's move on to the men. Um, we've listed nine men that uh, we think might have a chance to medal. And all are equally freaky in their own right. Yep. Especially. And I, and I do think that all of them have a chance to medal. This one is probably going to be the most contested of all the disciplines for medals. Yeah, it's going to be what we call a barn burner. Yes. And of course, speaking of the freakiest of all, you know, king of the freaks is Yevgeny Plashenko. Oh, God. I watched the Euros and he won it. And I didn't think it could get any worse, but. His he's added some new choreography where he does some air kisses at the end and a bunch of fist pumping. Oh, God. We need to like speaking of football, there needs to be an anti celebration rule. Like, you know, like when you get a touchdown in football, you're not supposed to do excessive celebrations. That's what we need to institute for Yevgeny's program, it sounds like. Yeah. So, you know, of course, he skated clean. He's got the quad, uh, a good technical skater with the jumps, but this, you know, the spins, the footwork, it's not that great. It was really funny. Um, he was basically doing the running man out there and, um, Peter's all, he makes, um, easy things look difficult and it's like, he looks stupid. Yeah. And that's my move. Evgeny's always trying to steal my moves. 
That's right. what I really hate about him. <laughs> and he's always overscored. So you have to all factor in that the judge's love of Yevgeny knows no bounds. Oh, so God. him not winning will be a surprise. If he can clay, skate clean, I think that he will win, which is yuck. Because he <laughs> he's vomit-inducing. He's overscored. He has crappy choreography. There's really nothing that I like about him. Yeah, bring on the buckets. We're going to need it for that one. So Evan Lysacek, he, as we discussed during our Nationals podcast, he has definitely fallen out of favor with the Ice Queens. And I actually don't think he can do that well. Even though he got the world title last year, I, I don't have a very high hopes for him. They are talking about him being a gold medal contender. I don't th- I don't see it. I don't think so. Um, I do think that he is a, med- a medal contender, Not maybe not the gold. But he, you got to remember, he is consistent. And I think he's going to try and put the quad into the program. The judges like him. He's has gotten robotic, but he is a consistent skater and he is the world champion and he's did well on the Grand Prix. So you can't um, discount him from being in the medal mix. Well, we'll see. And yeah, he's just, not one of my favorites, but I'll, I'll be dying to see what outfits he's going to wear because he's been changing his long program outfit with every single program, it seems like. Well, hopefully he's listened to our podcast and he will come up with something much better than what he's shown us this season. Yeah, because he doesn't need the licorice shoulders like he had at Nationals. I mean, <laughs> they'll feed you well in the Olympic Village. You don't need to eat off your own shoulder. That just attracts the snakes and the birds. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so Jeremy Abbott, I mean, I Jeremy Abbott really, really got to me at the Nationals. He so impressed me. He skated in a pressure cooker position. He had really good outfits. Love his short program. I'm a big fan now, so I'm really pulling for him. And I think that he seems like in a good place mentally. I mean, you know, that guy was yelling, bring all the gold. Well, you know, I don't know. That's going to be an uphill battle to get the gold, but I hope he medals. I think he deserves it. And and his time is is coming, it seems like. I agree. Well, he's definitely a skater skater. I think that he has the two best programs in the world of all the skaters. I haven't seen um, Stefan Lambiel's short program, but um, Jeremy has his two, his short and his long program are well put together. And I think that he is the best programs of anyone. And he is a great skater and he does have the quad. So I, I see him as a medalist, especially if he skates clean, clean. I don't think, I think that he can win. I, I think so, too. He just seems to be in a good place mentally, and that's really important. I mean, he's got the technique down. He seems extremely well-trained. Thank you, Yuka Sato, for bringing maturity and poise to his performances because that has made a huge difference over last year. Yes. And Johnny Weir has had a lot of controversy lately because, as we know, he has definitely up there the top three, top two, maybe number one crappiest outfits in men's figure skating. And one of them, unfortunately, has fur on it or had fur on it. And then he was getting death threats and all this other stuff from from animal rights activists. So now Johnny will be replacing the real fur on his outfit with fake fur. Thank you, Johnny. That really means a lot. Right. And, you know, I almost left Johnny off of our list, but he is a metal contender. Somehow, I don't know how he does it. Um, he's like a bad penny. He keeps turning up. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the competition is, he somehow squeaks in there and gets third at the Worlds, third at the Grand Prix, you know, at the Nationals. So you can't count him out. He does not have a quad. So he'll be in the mix. And he's always fun. He'll have the media storm going around him. He'll be be, cre- be creating his own hype and drama. So they will be showing him, you know, stories about him during the Olympics. Yeah, and he's got all these reality TV shows about him. He's got a documentary, and uh, it's crazy what's going on with Johnny Weir. But he it's just, John's world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Johnny just hasn't 
consistently improved. He hasn't made his program more uh-uh. difficult. He hasn't increased the speed of his figure skating. And it, I just think that he's, you know, he's mediocre. He's not really competitive with any of those top three guys anymore. But No, but he does know how to create the hype and he will have cameras following him and he'll have um, the commentators talking about him. For sure. And <laughs> so Brian Joubert also probably has jumped the shark. I don't have high hopes for him. He's been injured. He's not consistent. You know, who knows? Right. He's he's hot. He's French, but he is not consistent. He is a competitor, but I saw him skate uh, yesterday. I watched the Euros and he ended up third and it was, you know, kind of lackluster. He has crappy choreography. He'll be in the mix, but I don't see him meddling. Yeah. He's just not consistent enough. And then he's had the recent injury. He injured his toe. He cut it and he had surgery on it. And so I don't know how much training time he had to lose with that, but I don't think he's consistent enough. Yeah, he's got he's he always has the deck stacked against him. So, you know, he can pull out amazing programs, but he just has a lot of things going wrong. Stefan Labiel, of course, is amazing to watch for his spins. I don't know what they do in that country, but they produce the most amazing spinners. And Stefan Labiel is no exception. So definitely fans watch Stefan Labiel for his spinning because right. that's probably about all you're going to be able to see of any greatness out there. Well, I saw his he actually ended up second at the Europeans behind Yevgeny. I got to, that's the only thing that I've got to see him skate this year. And I was really impressed. He has two quads in his program and he landed them. They were a little shaky on it. He looked good. His program, he's a complete skater like Jeremy Abbott. He's got this, his spins are awesome. He's the best spinner in the world. Good footwork. They're always got good choreography. I think he's the dark horse. If really? He, yes. I was super surprised because I'm like, I'm not expecting very much watching this program. And he just came out there and he's really expressive. It was a great program. I was super surprised. And that he has two quads in there. He's definitely going for the gold. If he lands and he has a clean program, he could beat Yevgeny because he just has all the other parts that Yevgeny doesn't have. Interesting because our fans, as our fans may realize, he actually retired after he won the world championships a few years ago and and he came back. So I have not seen him again because NBC discriminates against me because I'm poor and can't afford cable television. So I haven't seen his program yet, but I will very soon. And so I'm excited about that. I'm glad to hear that he's doing well. And he is a threat because, well, he's got the Olympic experience. He won silver at the last and he's a two-time world champion. So it's not like he's just coming in there without any experience. So I think he can handle the pressure. And if he does skate clean, he definitely should be a medalist. He was looking good. Then there's Daisuke. Have you seen him? How's he doing this season? What are his costumes like? That's what I really want to know. Yeah. No, well, remember we've seen him on the Grand Prix and he did choke in the final. Yeah. And I know that you haven't been too hip with him this year, but the judges do like him. He's at least an interesting skater. I don't know if he's gotten back his form He's kind of up and down. That's how it was been this season. Yeah. But he does try to attempt the quads, and he usually has interesting choreography. And you can't count him out because he has been to the Olympics, and he has been a world medalist a few times. Yeah, so then Nobunari Oda, I actually thought when I first saw him in the Grand Prix, I thought this guy could win a gold medal with that type of charisma and the skating that he has. I mean, he, he'd really have to skate the lights out in order to do it because he didn't. He started to falter at the end of the Grand Prix, but he looked really good in the beginning anyway. Right, I think he might have peaked too early this season. He is, he's charming, he's got the fun personality. I don't believe that he does a quad, so that might hurt him just because he's kind of a dark horse and, you know, under the radar before this season, so you know, I'm not sure how the judges are going to like that. 
Well, and Patrick Chan has the weight of the world on his shoulders because not only is he fighting with Brian Joubert about their quadruple jumps, <laughs> but he's Canadian and, and, you know, he'll be the hometown favorite, but he's going to have to really, well, and his coach, you know, is like prehistoric. Um, he was the same coach for Scott Hamilton in 1984. Well, actually, he, he split from Don Laws. He like did. So I never think that's a good idea that you split from your coach, what, two months before the Olympics is going to happen. He's been injured this season, and he only skated one Grand Prix event. We did see that, and, you know, it was a little rough. He ended up, what, fifth or fourth. Uh, he had a bunch of mistakes. He is the current world silver medalist. He's a complete skater, and he is good. But I read last week he will not be trying to attempt a quad. So he's going to try to go with, you know, the triple axle and all triple jumps. I just don't know. I think that he was injured and maybe he will not quite be ready besides it being a pressure cooker for him as a Canadian. Well, yeah. And also, um, you know, without the quad, he's going to be up there with Johnny Weir really struggling. I mean, he could throw in some more technical difficulty than Johnny Weir, but it's really hard to be technically competitive without quads in the men's competition right now. Right. Especially with Evgeny coming back and he is forcing all these other skaters to actually put it in where last season, Joe Joubert might've been the only one that was putting the quad into their program. Yeah. And as we know, Evan really needed to add it into his program. And he did that at the nationals because he was competing against Jerry and may have it and he fell. So if, if Evan hasn't improved the consistency of his quad in time for the Olympics, there's going to be trouble. Well, I picked my medalist, unfortunately, and I took a Vicodin before I had to (laughs) Um, Evgeny as the gold medalist, unfortunately. Jeremy, I second, Evan third, and then I think Stefan Lombiel is a dark horse and he could mess it up and um, knock one of those guys out of there. Well, I'll, uh, Yevgeny, I know. I can't even take it. I, I can't even utter the words because that'll make him a two time gold medalist. Um, you know, he won in Torino. And he in, was a silver medalist in the one before. Uh, it's just horrifying to even think about it. And I also read that he just is thinking he might stay around for 2014 because it's going to be in Russia. Oh, that's so awesome. We can't think of anything better than that. Not. Um, <laughs> I would have to say, I mean, I'm going to go with my sentimental favorites. We have to pick Yevgeny because he's just a machine. But then I'm going to say Jeremy Abbott's going to win the silver if he states like skates like he did at Nationals. And then I'm going to put Stefan Lambiel at third just because he's hot and he's not a douchebag like Evan. <laughs> good choices. Yeah, excellent. Really, you know, speaking from the heart there. Stefan looked good. I'm like, dang. And you're going to like it. Good. His, his hair's long. It was cracking me up. because, And it was like flying in his face. So I'm like, how can he see when he's well, doing this? Ed pulled up some pictures of him. I saw his hair looks really long. Oh, I forgot to ask you if he had a zebra outfit on. He didn't. He was. He looked like Prince Charming. Ooh, that's gonna <laughs> be looked, hot. It's a good. It's a good program. I was impressed. I was like, dang, he's looking good. That's gonna be hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to ice dancing. We really only have six ice dancing teams on this list, but pr- really, that's enough. Yeah, it's really going to be a four-team race. Uh, the other couple, you know, we put them on there. Uh, Della Bell and Schoenfelder, they're, they haven't competed this year. She had a baby in October, but I don't think you can totally discount them because um, they've been together 20 years and they have, they are a world champion and they have a lot of experience. They've been to the Olympics, so you can't totally discount them. They could ruin things and, you know, by not skating this year and then coming in and taking a medal away from somebody. 
Well, and then we have Dominina and Shabalon who have been also had a lot of controversy over the last couple of weeks, similar to Johnny Weir in that their costumes, um, they're in blackface and they are skating to Aboriginal music. Well, and they're calling it brownface. Oh, excuse me, brownface. Yeah, that's a lot better. <laughs> and the Aborigines are very upset by that. So they apparently have decided to change their costumes, even though they're going to still skate to the Aboriginal music. Yeah, um, they're saying that they're offended. It's like the Aborigines shouldn't be offended. All of humankind should be offended because those are the most ridiculous outfits and i've only seen about 30 seconds of the original dance because it was i couldn't watch it it was unwatchable it was just terrible it was ridiculous ridiculously stupid (laughs) but i was hoping that they keep the program because it's so bad that you know that helps the judges not give them the high scores yeah even though they're russian right right yeah so that yeah i mean there's not we we're trying to make it so the russians you know the rigging is minimized but you know it's not always possible but they're really helping us out in that situation i know so i'm like please keep it so the judges can just be going no that's horrible so we haven't really got to see them skate i've only seen little clips of both the the long program and the original dance and it they were not good. They looked sloppy, and even though, of course, they were outrageously overscored in the competitions. Yeah, and then, um, you know, Davis and White looked really good at the Nationals. I'm very happy that they are doing so well, and I'm happy that they're actually doing better than Belvin and Augusto because I think Belvin and Augusto have peaked in, in Torino in 2006, and they've gone down, downhill since then. Right, I agree. Well, and Davis and White, they are the front runners right now. They've won every single competition that they've entered. They won the Grand Prix, and then, of course, they won the Nationals. So they're on a roll right now. Let's hope that uh, they continue that and skate good. And they've got interesting programs, especially the original dance. That one's going to be the best, I think, of at the Olympics for the original dance. Yeah, I think so, too. And then, you know, you you sent me the clip of Virtua Moyer's long pro, or original program, which was really, or I guess it's the free dance, right? Yes. Um, which was really strong. I mean, I hope that they win the gold. I think that they really deserve it. They have some, you know, something special you don't see with the other skaters. Right. Um, I, well, I love this pair, and I called them two years ago to, or three years ago to actually win it. Uh, they're the hometown favorite. It's in Canada, so... I think this might be Canada's best chance to win a gold medal in the skating at the Olympics is Virtue and Moyer. So I'm hoping that they do well. Yeah. So what are your picks for your top three? I am picking Virtue and Moyer because I said that a long time ago, even though they did lose to Davis and White. I think they got the home ice advantage, so they're going to win. And I think Davis and White second. And then I put Belvin and Augusto third because I actually do think that they're better than Domnina and Shabalon. Will the judges let Dominique and Shabalan not be on the podium? I don't know. Yeah, I got to agree with you on, on all of your picks. I definitely, I think the same same thing. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a North American sweep. Oh, yeah. It's always Hopefully. fascinating to watch the watch figure skating because, you know, there's always the talent and then there's the judging and those two things don't go together sometimes. <laughs> well, um, especially in ice dancing, it's usually how you skated the year before is how you're going to place the following year. Right. So Davis and White were the best at the Worlds last year, so they might win the gold medal. Right, because with ice dancing, you pretty much have to fall down, crash into the boards, or slap each other in the face in order to not to place the same way that you placed before because there's not that much variation in the programs. Right. You know, and they they had the best program last year at the Worlds but ended up fourth, so that means they probably get to win this year. 
Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so then the ladies, um, you know, Tori and I had a very contentious discussion about the ladies. I mean, usually we pretty much agree on everything. We do sometimes argue over who's hotter and who <laughs> Ryan Bradley was more in love with when we met him at in Spokane. Right. But um, other than that, we pretty much agree. But we had, you know, we had some discussions about Joanny Rochette because I pretty much, she's dead to me. And I, I have no faith in her whatsoever. But Tori, she kept her on the list. I don't know. I did. Well, you have to, you know, she has had a disappointing season, but she is the silver world medalist and the commentators are going to be trying to tell our fans that she's a contender. So she needs to be on the list because they need to say, who is this person? Why does she suck so bad? But they're telling us that she has a chance to win. Yeah, I have a few words. I don't know how many there are, but basically they are don't believe the hype. How many is that? Four. I have four yes. words for you people. Don't believe the hype. Right. Joanny is is choke a Rooney. Yeah, I mean, and I think she will fold under the pressure because it is in Canada and she has the weight of Canada on her. They haven't won a medal since 1988 uh, in women's skating and she is their best chance to win a medal since 1988, but I don't see it happening. I think she's just going to fold like a house of cards. Yeah, I mean, she's just been a disaster at the last two competitions I've watched. I don't know what, I mean, it, it's it was embarrassing and it's unacceptable for somebody at her level. Yeah. Um, Tori, did, did she win the Canadian National Championships again? She did win the Canadian, and she's, you know, the five-time Canadian championships champion. So the they will be trying to tell us that she has a chance and she's strong. And she is a good skater. She just does n- not do good under pressure. Right. And so Kim Yuna is obviously the gold medal favorite, and it was pretty much a hands-down, no way anyone else could beat her until we saw her start to self-destruct during the Grand Prix Finals. Right. She did start showing some cracks, so I'm hoping that she's got it together and skates up to her potential because she is a beautiful skater, and we saw her at Worlds last year. She was so far above everybody. I hope she skates like that because that would be great. And Mickey Ondo, I don't know. She bugs me. I can't get, really get into her skating, but supposedly she's a possible contender also. She, she is. She's pretty consistent. You know, she has the jumps. It's just the rest of the skating. There's no choreography there, and she does uh, skate hunched over. So that bothers me a, a bunch. But, um, you know, the judges score her high so she is definitely a medal contender and then Malasada, she's pretty much the only one that we can anticipate seeing a triple axel from right and she will be attempting three uh she won uh four continents a couple weeks ago and she w- is still putting the triple axel in the short program and attempting two during the long program if she hits all of those then I think she does have a good chance to get close to uh, Kim Yuna. I don't know that she'll beat her, but she does have the chance. She is a little bit of a head case, though, <laughs> and she's not a good a short program a skater. Okay, so Akiko Suzuki, I don't know much about her performances. You don't like her, though, right? Um, I think that she's the ugly stepsister of the Japanese team. So, And I say that because she has been kept off of the world scene by the Japanese Federation for most of her skating career. This is the first season that she has got to be in two Grand Prix events. They've usually only sent her to one. She's never got to go to the world championships, but she's been the spoiler this season. She's skated well. She got third at the Grand Prix final, and then she won second or she got third at the Japanese nationals and she actually made the team. She's a pretty consistent skater. I don't think that she's a good skater. She's not fluid or she doesn't look pretty on the ice, but I I think she's a a dark horse. 
And that, so Rachel Flat, the U.S. national champion, you know, I I can't get too excited about her. I I respect that she's consistent, but if I, I had to, anyone can get too excited about her. There's been a lot of backlash, if you noticed that since yeah, she because Mariah Gossu skated so well, but then they they dinged her on the jumps because they said she completed her rotations after she had already landed, which I could see in the replays. Right, but um, it's not something that's visible to you know the skating audience when you're at the competition watching it. So right, and I also have a lot of faith that she's actually going to be able to fix those things in time for the Olympics so she doesn't get those deductions and I actually am going to say that she is a medal contender in my opinion yeah um I I think Mariah is good she does under rotate those jumps so if she can get that you know under control and can do it then she has a chance but I also think that once you under rotate jumps in competitions then the judges are looking for that all the time you know, more than they would be. So that could be a problem for her. Rachel is very consistent. She's is a medal contender because if any of the other top women falter, she's somebody that's going to skate consistent. She's not exciting, but she knows how to use the point system to her advantage. And that's why she's done so well. Yeah, she gets the job done. Like like Sandra Bezik says, she's a competitor. It ain't pretty, but she knows how to compete, so there we go. Definitely not exciting. So Carolina Costner, I heard she won the European Nationals again. Yeah, and she basically had to because uh, she did not win the Italian Nationals, and Italy only gets to send one person to the Olympics for the women, and she basically needed to win the Euros. So she won it. But, you know, in Europe, there's not a lot of talent. Who knows how she's really skating? Yeah, I mean, and we had Laura Lapisto on the list. I made you take her off because that's just not even happening. And Elena Leonova, she's still on our list, but she's Russian and she's... But she's on a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, you know, she did not do good at the Grand Prix. And then in the Europeans, I think she got sixth or seventh place. That's pathetic. I know. She's not, And she didn't win the Russian Nationals. She got second. So I think she's a no-show for the Olympics. I don't. But they will, you know, the commentators will be trying to talk about her and Carolina getting the hype going, saying that they have a chance. But seriously, no. Well, and the producer wanted to know what happened to the, the chick from from Georgia, you know. She actually got third at the Europeans. Really? Yes. <laughs> even, the, even being so top-heavy, she was able to keep her jumps rotating? Well, that tells you how stiff the competition <laughs> yeah stiff is right <laughs> so who are your picks for top three um yuna to win mal second and i think miki third and they've all been world champions all right well i'm gonna go with um yuna um Mirai and and miki as much as it pains me yeah and then rachel's the dark horse so you know yeah, if other yeah. people fall She's in there. I would love to see Mariah, you know, win a medal. I do also think that she is the future of U.S. skating. So I think next uh, Olympics 2014 is where she's really going to shine. Um, well, there you have it. Those are our uh, picks for each of the four uh, competitions in the Olympics. And um, even though we're both sad that we, it doesn't look like we will be. I mean, who knows? Anything could happen in the next week, but it doesn't look like we'll be sitting in front of the fake fireplace with Bob Costas as we had hoped. Yeah, we haven't gotten the call yet, but I sure hope that they have um, Dick there helping out. They, and that guy is a national treasure for ice skating. 
Yes, and he and Bob Costa seem to have formed a really good rapport at the Nationals. I think they're BFFs now. Oh, totally BFFs. <laughs> and Dick, well, you know, hopefully they've hired Dick, but I'm sure they'll have Scott and Sandra, and maybe they'll have Paul Wiley as a technical specialist. And Let's just hope that what's his name, the Canadian skater, uh, Peltier. Oh, yes, David Stout. Peltier, the robot reporter. Yeah, he better not be back. I know. I Who knows what NBC is going to pull out of their bag of tricks. I mean, they have had just, they've made very bad decisions. They have, they don't know how to film skating properly. I mean, I've just been so disappointed, but we'll see if they step it up for the Olympics. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, so I'd like to remind you to become a fan of ours on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Ice Queens or download our podcast on iTunes. Or please feel free to leave a comment on our website. We've actually been responding just to show that we care. And you can also buy our crap on cafepress.com slash the ice queens. Well, until next time. uh... Keeping it real. (laughs) The Ice Queens is a production of Epic Deer Studios. If it's epic, it must be Epic Deer.